Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Hopecast. These episodes will enable you to experience a happy, optimistic and purposeful existence, hence the name Hope. My name is Paris and after working for 20 years in corporate, one day I just quit my job and started working for the greater good. Surprisingly enough, although I was making less of money, I was a lot happier and that challenged some of my basic beliefs in happiness. If not money, job titles or societal status, then what makes us really happy? I started to go deeper to find answers. Read some of the best sellers on happiness, saw the latest scientific research done in this field and also got associated with Action for Happiness, which is a London-based charity. I started the first Action for Happiness group in South Asia and spoke about happiness with a diverse group of people. In this episode, I brought together all my understanding on happiness and will share the ancient Indian wisdom on how to live a happier life. How many times do we think about or make the statement I want to be happy? However, most of us focus so much on the last word of the statement that is happy that we might not have paid enough attention to the first word that is I. So I can't be happy if I don't know who this I is. Who are we trying to make happy in the first place? So let's do the simple task. Let's make three statements starting with i am whatever comes to your mind you don't have to overthink just write i am three statements starting with i am i hope you've completed this task it's not as easy as it sounds especially if you haven't asked yourself this question who am i is one of the toughest questions to answer Hopefully you'll be able to articulate a better answer by the end of this episode. To understand who we are, we need to understand our building blocks. You might think that we are all so unique in our own ways, how can the building blocks be the same? And that is the beauty of it. We are all the same at some level, at the elementary level. We are all made of the same elements. If I were to ask you to name some of the elements you might remember fire water earth you might even know all five however what if i were to tell you that there are 36 elements of existence that we all share irrespective of our geography race ethnicity spoken language we all have the same 36 elements of existence and the understanding of these elements can transform your lives can answer some of your deepest questions let's look at these 36 elements and understand what makes us similar or different from someone else let's start from the bottom of the pyramid with five gross elements earth water fire air and space 
Think about your last vacation or the last time you wanted to connect with nature. Why did you yearn to do that? It's because you wanted to connect with at least one of these elements. Beach, river, waterfall for water, bonfires for fire, fresh air, open spaces for air, and clear blue skies or starlit nights for space. These are the most primitive and basic elements of our existence. Next, we have five organs of cognition. Nose, tongue, eye, skin, and ear. If you were a computer, you can consider them as your input devices. Whatever you consume, you use one of these organs. And consuming here includes all kinds of experiences and not just eating. You might be thinking, what about emotions or thoughts? They occur in our mind. Of course, they occur in your mind, but they occur basis what you see, hear, smell, taste, or feel. Next, we have five organs of action. Vocal cords for speech, hands for handling, feet for movement, genitals for reproduction, and anus for excretion. In other words, all output devices. Whatever you produce, these organs do that for you. Again, a great piece of art might look like the brain is doing it. However, it is the hand that executes all those commands and creates a masterpiece. Then we have five organs of perception. Smell, taste, sight, touch, and hearing. Think about the last time you went shopping. You would have definitely bought something to enhance one of these five. It could be branded clothes, great fragrance, yummy food, beautiful piece of art, soulful music, a movie, or spending time with a loved one, listening to the loving words, tender touch, or physical intimacy. It all happens here. That is where pleasure happens. So pleasure is something that your body experiences. So what about intellectual pleasure then? Those aha moments, where do they happen? Right in your mind. So the next three elements are the elements of mind. Buddhi or intellect, ahankar or ego, manas, the thinking mind. Think about the last time you were blown away by someone's intellect. That was you admiring the other person's buddhi or intellect. However, did you ask yourself, why didn't I think about that? There you go. Meet ahankar or ego or simply I. God knows how many problems we have only because of this I. And the element that is processing all of this is manas or the thinking mind. Manas is continuously trying to make sense of things. Whenever you start overthinking next, you know which element to focus on. You can simply say, enough manas, just let me relax and not think about it. Another thing that it does is it makes you bigger than the problem or the thought going on and on in your mind. So instead of telling yourself, I am overthinking 
and associating yourself as an overthinker at an identity level, just say, this part of me thinks too much. You become bigger than the problem. There's a 2021 Netflix series called The Mind Explained. And it talks about these three elements for over 200 minutes in 10 episodes and two seasons with a similar essence. But who is at the receiving end of this? Who is all this hard work being done for? The next two elements, Purush and Prakriti. Purush, the subjective individual, or the one where all the experience is happening. Subjective, because it's unlike Ahankar, which says, I want this. Purush would ask, why do I want this? Hence, it's subjective. Prakriti adds three beautiful dimensions to life. Inertia, dynamism, and balance. Inertia is the state of rest. Dynamism is the state of activity. And balance is the equilibrium between the two. Continuous rest or continuous activity, both are dangerous. Hence, we need to balance between the two. Now, all these 25 elements that we've discussed so far make us very similar. What differentiate us are the next 11 elements. The one that brings the concept of differentiation is Maya. It causes us to experience separation. We feel separate from others, not one with them. That creates duality and causes us to experience diversity. In my experience as a corporate trainer, so many leaders want their teams to be united, to be one, to work as a unit, to empathize and collaborate with each other. Why is it so difficult to build that connect with others? It is because of this element Maya and its five covers or Kanchukas. They cover and conceal our oneness. Let's look at the first Kanchuka, Kala or name and form. Kala limits the sense of identification with the universal form to individual form. If I were to ask you to introduce yourself, what will you say? Most of us would say, hi, I am and then your name. For example, I would say, hi, I am Paris. There you go. I have limited myself to just my name. But I don't stop there. I would then say, I'm a man who's in his 40s, further narrowing down my existence on the basis of form. I would even add work titles. For example, I'm a CEO, or I'm a painter, or a businessman, or a housewife, so on and so forth. Please read those three statements that you had written earlier, starting with I am. See what form do you associate yourself with. Now please think, if these three changed, would you still exist? Then how could it be you? If today you are a CEO, and tomorrow you're not. How does that fundamentally change you as a person? However, the greater you associate with that form, the more difficult it becomes if it changes. The second Kanchika is Vidya or knowledge. It reduces the omniscience of knowledge to limited knowledge. 
We start judging people based on their degrees, even start associating other positive biases with someone who's more knowledgeable. The next kanchaka is rag or attraction. Only when we feel separate from other objects, attraction for them arises. Something that is a part of us doesn't make us long for it or run after it. The materialistic world makes it really hard for us. A bigger house, a faster car, an expensive piece of jewelry attract us only till the time they are ours. Once they are, we want something else that isn't. And that keeps going on and on. The next kanchaka is kal or time. Kal reduces the eternity of time to past, present and future. For our convenience, we have divided time in hours, minutes and seconds. Think about it. It is such a human construct. Have you ever thought about how a bird just knows when to start and end its day? There's no watch hanging in the nest for sure. The last kanchaka is niyati or place. Niyati reduces the omnipresence to a limited place, country, city or neighborhood. Instead of experiencing the all-pervasiveness of our true nature, we experience ourselves in a particular space and form. If I were to ask you, where are you sitting right now? You might say on a couch, in my house or home, in my car, etc. Would you even think of Milky Way Galaxy as an answer? Possibly not. And that is because we are so trained to limit ourselves to a limited space. Think about nations fighting with each other. Everyone who's from that place becomes your enemy. So just the place where you're born, could be the house, city, country, can mean so much. Possibly, that's why Niyati also means destiny in Hindi. So Maya and its five kanchakas are extremely powerful. And to manage them well, you need something even more powerful. And that is the next element, Shakti which is the Hindi word for power. However, Shakti also means energy and there are three specific energies. Ichha Shakti, the energy of will, Gyan Shakti, the energy of knowledge, and Kriya Shakti, the energy of action. Every time you feel low, it is because of one of these three Shaktis. Either you don't know something and that bothers you, or you do not want to put an effort, or you have the knowledge, you have the skill and the will to do something, but it's all in your mind and you simply don't do anything about it. The simplest example to understand this is fitness. Most of us know what is good or bad for our health. We wish to be fitter. However, very few regularly work out eat healthy and sleep well. In case you've been tracking, we have now covered 35 elements out of 36. The last element, or the first if you start from the top, the most evolved of them all is Shiva, which means no thing, nothing. It is not something that you can feel or touch. It is beyond physical and mental dimensions. It is your purest part, your true self, your soul. 
Now, interestingly, the bottom 20 elements are related to your physical dimension. The next 15 are related to your mental dimension. And the top one, Shiva, is related to your spiritual dimension. Just think about it. A lot of people are still stuck at the physical dimension, the color of someone's skin, how someone looks or talks, or what someone eats. There is so much violence in the world happening only because of this. And then so many of us are stuck at the mental dimension. We are overthinking about the past or future. We're giving ourselves too much importance and end up indulging in so many things. Or we keep judging people simply based on how different they are from us. Only when you're able to go beyond these dimensions, your spiritual evolution begins. Also, this is where happiness happens. I told you that pleasure happens at a physical level. Joy happens at a mental level. But happiness happens at a spiritual level. When your soul is happy, you truly feel happy. You stop resisting discomfort. You start looking at yourself differently and you start to know your true self a lot better, eventually becoming a happier version of yourself. So call it Shiva, your true self, your soul, or whatever you like. Remember, it is never switched off. Even when your body is in deep sleep, dreaming or awake, this part of you is always on. You just need to be conscious about it. In fact, you're nothing but your consciousness. Whatever your consciousness is able to process becomes a part of you. That is exactly what the first sutra in Shiva Sutra says. The self is consciousness. So my dear friends, the answer to who am I is that you are this unique concoction of these 36 elements. And basis your level of consciousness, these elements transpire differently in each one of us. So the next time you feel sad, reflect on what element is at play. Is it manas, the thinking mind that is overworking? Or ahankar, ego, nudging you to compare with someone else's success or any other element for that matter. Remember that this is just one element taking all your energy. Bring your attention to other 35 elements. Think about the elements that give you joy. Spend time with yourself. Increase your awareness about the elements that make you feel better. And when you process all this awareness, it becomes consciousness. It becomes a part of you and you will be able to manage your feelings well and live a happier life. I want you to give yourself a pat on the back for demonstrating Ichha Shakti, the energy of will, to hear this podcast. I wish you are able to answer I am statements differently using Gyan Shakti or the energy of knowledge. And continue to invest in yourself by using Kriya Shakti or the energy of action. Hope to see you soon in the next episode. Until then, stay happy. 
and stay positive.